Listeners, before we dive into our show today, I want to share something truly enlightening with you. A cozy spot in Midtown Toronto where the future of wellness isn't a pill or a potion, but something as simple and pure as light. I'm talking about the Toronto Light Therapy Clinic. And the best part is it's owned by an alumnus. And this is not just any clinic. We're talking about two fully furnished treatment rooms, each one a little oasis of calm right in the heart of the city. Imagine stepping into this space, ready to experience the transformative power of red light and infrared light therapy. They've got the latest gear to make sure you're getting the full body treatment. You didn't even know you needed. And the team is top notch. The certified staff at the clinic are committed to tailoring a wellness journey just for you, starting with a complimentary consultation. Whether you're seeking to rejuvenate your body, enhance your health, or simply bask in the glow of light therapy, they're there to guide you every step of the way. Remember, your comfort and transformation are their top priorities. I know it was when I was there. So visit torontolighttherapy.ca to book your session or learn more about their services. So why not embrace the radiant path to well-being? Give it a try, and I promise you'll see the light. Hey there, it's Barbara Lynn Doran. In high school, my favorite subject was music. I think that speaks for itself. (laughs) One of my favorite places to hang out was obviously in the music room. And when it wasn't in the music room, it probably was nowhere else on campus. (laughs) It was probably out and about um, in the area. And my standout memory for high school would be the amazing bands we had there, be it the stage band or the concert band. Just being part of those was my favorite memories for sure. I like it because I like the words. I like the lyrics. They're, they're lyrically correct songs. What's that funny looking guitar you're playing? Oh, this isn't a guitar, this is a banjo. It ain't hip to sing about tractors, trucks, little towns, or mama. But this is country music. And we do. Hello, Newman. Tell the world my story. You're bluffing. Welcome back to The Bluff. Our guest today is former graduate of what was then called Cardinal Newman High School. Her voice has been described as energetic and the lyrics to her songs as honest and soulful. She has already accumulated a number of accolades, specifically for her songwriting, being placed on Nashville Songwriter Association's Ones to Watch list in 2014. With her bandmates in New Moon Junction, she continues to perform on tour, make albums, create beautiful music, and is enjoying the ride. Please welcome singer-songwriter Barbara Lynn Doran. Barbara, welcome to The Bluff, and thank you for joining me today, albeit from a distance. Yeah, thanks for having me. I thought we'd go right back to the beginning here. Okay. Um, Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your early musical experiences. Many of us appreciate and enjoy listening to music. I don't know many people that don't. 
But when did music become something you knew that you wanted to perform and create? Well, certainly high school played a really important role in furthering my interest in it. I come from a very musical family, so I spent a lot of time singing and playing the piano growing up and uh, participated in many bands at school. But for me, it was actually in my keyboard class. So whatever year is the keyboard class, um, my music teacher, Mr. Maroney, saw kind of I was dabbling, making these melodies up on the keyboard. And so I think it was 16 at the time. And he came up to me and he said, have you ever tried to write a song? And I kind of looked at him and thought, no, I haven't. I mean, is that something I could actually do? And so sure enough, he's really the one that ignited that idea in my mind. And wasn't long after that, I started to write my own music and, you know, continue to perform more and more, um, which is really um, how I ended up where I am today. So definitely high school played a big role in getting me um, into it with a more serious mindset. You mentioned that you come from a very musical family. What were those musical influences at home? So my mom was a singer, albeit um, a closet singer because she's got terrible stage fright. Uh, my grandfather played piano solely by ear. So he could play anything he heard on the piano and he would play it just like the record. So there was that influence in my life and all my um, uncles and my aunts on my mom's side are very, very musical. So, so it was kind of, it's like, I feel like it's a little bit natural for me. Um, you know, it was just something that came to me naturally. I didn't, you know, I continued to hone my craft, obviously, throughout the years, but it was just something I just fell into naturally. There was never any mm -hmm. questions about wanting to pursue anything else. The Bluff Podcast is produced and recorded for St. John Henry Newman Catholic Secondary School in Scarborough. Country music is popular in many parts of our country, and it's a genre that you chose for your own music. For a lot of people across North America and indeed the world, it means a lot of different things. What does it mean to you? Why country music? So I didn't start writing country music. It was probably more pop alternative based. However, I was continually asked to sing country songs at weddings. So um, I later in life decided that um, I was going to do research on this whole country music thing. Of course, I heard some mm -hmm. growing up, but growing up in Scarborough, we had, I don't even, I can't even recall what country station we had, but if there even was one, but I was really interested in the newer type of country. So when I started looking at that and seeing how I fit into that, it truly was what I was doing from the beginning and just didn't realize it. So country music is a lot about obviously the storytelling aspect. And I've always felt that I was a storyteller. So um, it was really a natural thing. And of course, that's a craft that you have to hone very carefully. I spent a lot of time in Nashville. Um, you know, there's a formula to the songs. Of mm -hmm. course, you know, every formula, is, you can break it. However, you really have to learn what the formula is before you can start experimenting with it. Mm -hmm. But for me, country music is really about the stories and the songs. And um, it's about the truth. And that's why they call it three chords in the truth. Well, country music definitely makes you want to sing along. I don't think that is debatable. Someone once referred to country songs as being lyrically correct songs. 
I thought about that. The content of the lyrics seem to be something that any thinking, feeling person with any lived experience can relate to. Am I out the left field there or? No, no, you're, you're pretty bang on there. So, so the one thing that we try really hard to do as songwriters in country is to make it relatable for anybody. Um, you know, you can't be too poetic. You can't, you can't make a sentence sound pretty. It has to make sense. So, uh, and that's really what we strive to do. But at the same time, you still have to say it in a unique way that's never been said before. So, you know, it's like, how can I say I love Mm -hmm. you in a different way that hasn't been said, you know, 50 million times. So, uh, and and that's something we spend a lot of time working on. Like we look at every line, whereas in pop music, it's just not like that. It's more of pop music is more about the hook. Um, you know, as long as they can hook you in on that one melodic line in the chorus, then the rest of it doesn't have to tell the story. It can just, they just want you singing along where in country music, we want you singing along as well as understanding what the song is about. And one of the things you might notice if you listen back to country is that you should, in most cases, be able to understand every word that's being sung. And that's something else that we try really hard to do. And if I've recorded something and I go back and listen and I can't understand that specific word, then I'll re-sing it. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want people walking away going, I think that's what they said there. <laughs> you want them to know that's what they said. And sometimes, you know, you're listening to pop or any other genre and you're like sitting there struggling going, you can think of five different words to this day. I, I swear I've got pop song lyrics wrong. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, so you're really, you're right on there. It's, it's just something that's got to be super relatable to anybody in any aspect or walk of life. They have to listen to that song and, you know, understand what you're singing about. Listeners, stay tuned. We will be back in just a moment after a short break. Many of you may not know this, but country music has a long history, not just in America, but in our country too. It became mainstream in the United States in the 1920s and began to make its way over the border not long after that. Its vocal and instrumental roots could be traced back and as far away as West Africa. The banjo, an unexpected import from that part of the world, was considered to be one of the formative instrumental sounds of what was once called hillbilly music. Those sounds were adapted from old slave spirituals, field songs, and black religious hymnals. The term country music would be applied to the genre not long after it started becoming popular in American cities and towns. This brand of music has evolved over years, with the banjo being replaced by the acoustic guitar as the main string instrumental sound. But like so many other types of music that can trace their roots to old-time folky musical forms, much like the blues, jazz, and eventually rock and roll, country has continued to evolve naturally. Since the 1940s, it has become an established part of both the American and Canadian musical traditions and has given rise to the musical fame of many household names in Canada, like Stomping Tom Connors, Anne Murray, and Shania Twain, just to name a few. Listeners, we are back with Barbara Lindoran. My next question has to do with performing. Performing seems to be every pro musician's bread and butter these days. Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences playing live with New Moon Junction? 
How do you and your bandmates prepare yourselves for going on stage? Is there a trick to getting that right? Well, we'd like to say that it's really um, impromptu, but a lot of rehearsing goes into our shows, um, especially within the trio scenario, because, you know, um, depending on how long the show is, like we put on some, you know, 40 minute shows and, and you really want to keep the flow going. And that has to happen in the rehearsal room. You don't want dead air between songs. Um, you know, you want to know who's introducing what song. Are you introducing the song? So it's something that definitely takes some time. And at the same time, you want to put on a good show. So it's about as much as it is about the songs. When people come to see you live, they want a show. So we try to keep things up tempo. It's something I've done myself. You know, there's always a place for a good ballad. But, you know, I, I try not to throw too many in. That's more of a songwriter's type show that I, if I was doing a songwriter's round, it would be a completely different scenario. I've played many different stages um, across Canada. I've played in Nashville a few times and um, it's, it's just, it's a totally different experience for me. The bigger crowds are less intimidating than sitting in the Bluebird Cafe and playing to a much smaller crowd because it's a very small room and you can hear a pin drop in the Bluebird Cafe. So that is really intimidating as opposed to being, you know, in front of thousands of people. That's, that's way more fun, but it's a different kind of fun. It's the kind of fun that, you know, if you happen to hit the wrong chord or something, they don't notice it. But if you're at the Bluebird Cafe, they're listening to every note and every, you know, strum on the guitar. Now just a lot of practice and honing your craft and knowing the songs well enough that when you're performing you don't have to think about them right you really just have to focus on the performance It must feel very natural for you guys to be in that place, in those playing spaces. Any plans for New Moon Junction to return to Nashville anytime soon? Yeah, so we we were lucky enough to sneak down there, my trio, New Moon Junction, in November. Um, we got to play two shows down there. We did a ton of writing. Um, it is really, really my favorite place in the world to go. It's, it's not, you know, when you think of Nashville and you, everything you heard about it, you think it's got this massive downtown core, like it's comparable to the size of Toronto. It really does. And it has one main downtown street. Um, and just every single bar on that strip has abandonment and they can be side by side and it's just full of bands and live music. So, um, I usually end up more at the songwriter type venues because that's where you can meet some potential co-writers. Um, it's a place where, you know, you get good feedback on your songs or, you know, they sit there and they're actually there to listen to the songs. And that's, again, that's just an experience. We don't have a lot of rooms like that up here in the Toronto area, for sure. There's one I've played at a few times um, in Oakville uh, called the Moonshine Cafe. And that's more of a songwriter venue, but there's really not a lot of them up here. So definitely one of my favorite places in the lockdown and the border closure had none of us going down there. So we were lucky to sneak down there in November. 
find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Bluff 416 or check us out on Facebook at the Bluff Podcast. Keeping alumni, current staff and students connected to life on the Bluff. My next question has to do with writing music. I've asked this uh, to a few musicians we've had on the show. I love this question because every artist has a different answer every single time. That's what I love about interviewing artists. They, they all have such a unique approach to their art. What's in the sauce, so to speak? Can you share <laughs> maybe a little bit about your creative process? Well, I have to say that it was a lot easier to write as an angsty teenager than it has gotten you know, over the years, you know, like I have a great marriage, I have a great family. So I was always someone who wrote from like when, when I was feeling something really strongly. So I would sit down on my own um, and I would try and work through those feelings myself. Um, And for me, that was through songwriting. And uh, I was always um, originally, I think a lyric first kind of person. And then I would kind of just play along and try and come up with a melody to go along with it. But over the years, um, you know, again, like you don't have those, you don't often in life, you know, as you get older, have so much roller coasters of emotions, like life is more stable, thank God, or I don't know where you'd be. But mm-hmm. um, for me, anyway, in my situation, so a lot of times it's I've, I've struggled um, in the last little while to write on my own. I've done a lot of co-writing. Um, and it's really, I have to give myself the space for it. And I find that when I remove myself from my everyday commitments in life, I'm much more creative. For example, when we go to Nashville mm-hmm. um, or when I go to Nashville on my own, as soon as you get there, all of a sudden you're super focused. And when it comes to songwriting, it's something that you need to do a lot of. It's just like any other creative writing process. The more you do, the easier the ideas flow. And I found, again, like I've been doing this for a while now, that the more I criticize my own lyrics, for example, like I can come up with melodies, but I'm so critical of the words that I use again, because you got to say it differently and make sure it hasn't already been said. Oh, that can't be a title that we've used before. And again, these are just this isn't the norm for every genre and it's not necessarily, I'm not going to say that there's no two country songs with the same title because there are, but mm-hmm. if you can do something that doesn't, then you would prefer to do that. So for me, I've got to really be feeling something. Um, and when I'm not up for my own to sit down and write a song by myself, but if I was to sit down in a group of other writers, it's just, it's amazing the energy that that can bring to a room And, you know, you're bouncing ideas off of each other. And I prefer to do it in person. Unfortunately, I've had to do some Zoom ones over the last few years. But I've had the great opportunity to write with some amazing people. And you learn and you just continue to learn. So for me, I got to feel it. And, um, you know, now I've kind of morphed into, I kind of get more into the mood. And um, if I'm sort of playing my guitar while I'm working on something, I'm not really sitting down and writing lyrics just on their own anymore. Cause I just find that's a bit of a dead end for me. Mm-hmm. So I prefer to kind of do it both at the same time. Just before you go, is there anything that our fans or listeners can look forward to in their future, new songs, new performances, things like that? There certainly is. So um, we mentioned a little bit, my new, my, tr- my trio new moon junction. 
So we do have another single coming out um, in the next few weeks. The date is to be announced. Uh, hopefully in the next week, I'm going to have the date announced. We are really excited. This is a, a song that was pitched to us from a bunch of writers in Nashville. So it's a great song. We fell in love with it the minute we heard it. And um, yeah, we're just looking forward to getting it out there. So and hopefully for doing some more live performance in the new year at some point. I know, right? The last shows were canceled. And I mean, that's just an unfortunate reality of the world we're currently living in. But uh, I'm definitely planning to come out to the next one. That's for sure. Well, you would have an amazing time. High energy, great songs, and a fantastic band. My band is amazing. I'll see you at the next show. Yeah, it'll be a great time. Listeners, there you have it. Barbara Lindoran, another amazing musical talent making waves in the country music scene. If you would like to know more about Barbara and New Moon Junction, her band, or listen to more of their music, please follow the links in the episode description at the end of today's show. Thank you for tuning into The Bluff today, keeping alumni, current and former staff, and students connected to the life and story of our high school by The Bluffs. We'll be back with a new episode very soon. Bye for now. When I met you, I let you hear all the little stories about me. The great ones and the bad ones that some I should have left unsaid. It didn't seem surprised in the blink of an eye we were headed out that front door. Down Main Street, where I meet a love I never met before. With every day that passes by, I thank the Lord I'm a lucky guy. Waiting on the feeling, there's no still going that it's ending. So lately I've been beating, let it show till you so and I. Stay right here, waiting on the feet.